Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, guys, welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. It's me, Nick Trujillo, and Justin McTeer. What's up? And then we have a special guest, Matt Florentino. What's up, guys? Great, great get. We can't wait to have him on to talk about uh, his fishing experience. So what we'll start off with is, uh, I I don't want to ask this because we already know how you got into fishing. (laughs) I don't want to go, hey, how did you get into fishing? But let's talk about what you could remember from when you were little about getting into fishing. Yeah, I mean, I was very fortunate to get into fishing at a very young age. So I'd have been like six. Um, First off was at the beach. My dad used to like to surf. First started surf fishing, you know, corbina, Mm -hmm. sharks off, you know, whatever you catch with a salmon crab, essentially. And then it ended up being Isla Redondo, getting on the barge out there. And then working my way up, you know, through half days, through quarter days, et cetera. Yeah. But a better part of my years was spent on sport boats, just at a Redondo, at a Long Beach, fishing on those boats. And, you know, 15-pound test with a pen squitter and a fly line anchovy <laughs> in the kelp line. You know line. what's funny? Three times a day, a pen squitter has been mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everyone has the same thing. Well, so you, you know, I, I take it back. Actually, you start with a big five combo. There you your go. Your dad yeah. invests 20 bucks maybe. <laughs> and then turned into uh, a custom Just Fishing by Pete Rod and a pin splitter. Then <laughs> I was like, go. okay, this is the real deal. Um, so you started off salt? Salt water, yeah. Salt only. Salt only. Yeah, I really didn't, you know, I, I didn't catch my first freshwater fish until maybe I was like 14 or 15. Wow. It was all just strictly salt water. You know, being from Southern California in the South Bay, there wasn't really many lakes or anything yeah. like that, you know. And just my dad, honestly, at that time wasn't really into it. We were just always around the beach and around that sort of thing. So, where'd you grow up? Uh, Carson, South Bay kid. There you go. Born and raised, yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> when you got older, like when did you really start like getting more serious into fishing? I would never say I was serious about it until maybe college. You really? Know? I mean, I would go with my dad, you know, he got his first few skiffs. I would, I remember fishing early on, like late eighties, those Western outdoor news, the mm-hmm. bass championship, whatever showdown tournaments. They literally had like hundred, 200 boats. We were fishing off his little, uh, 16 foot sea squirt. And, um, yeah, you mentioned some of the photos, the old ones. I think that was like, yeah, was like sick, 12 man. and we got like ninth place, you know, we were stoked. Um, so I, yeah, I was at a young age, it was 
growing up fishing on the first half day boats and then and eventually the skiff yeah and that sort of thing it was just one of the things that me and my dad did you know not really taking anything seriously he might have been but for me it was, it was fun <laughs> yeah and you're a kid yeah so i was a kid like... you know for me just to catch some fish and catch them on these plastic things was cool i'd have to dig my hand on the bait tank or anything like that so or you get to rip a fish head off or whatever yeah well early on that was cool <laughs> um we're gonna start the live uh questions cool i want to cut you off so if anyone yeah, has it. any live questions uh we're ready to go but um so let's talk more about when you started because i've seen your instagram you have a lot of cool freshwater stuff too yeah uh let's talk more about freshwater like when you got more serious about freshwater yeah i was going to school at you know i, I yeah cal poly pomona i was uh-huh. like 18 or 19 i moved out there for school you know i i want i there's not much else to do out there I saw these lakes, Pudding Stone. There was like Prado. Damn, a lot of you're other little, some hard lakes. Dude. There's some nook and crannies, you know. Like I still fish the hard lakes today because that's you know growing up. Yeah, but yeah. I was just had nothing else better to do. Like oh, then the Bass Pro Shops had just opened up in Rancho. Oh, so yeah. I was like oh, let me go check this place out. Load up on like a hundred bucks worth of just whatever I could, and yeah. go to Pudding Stone. And in between my my class breaks and. Is that like a out. kind of a home freshwater lake for you, Pudding Stone? Not really. I no. just spent a lot of time there during Pomona, but I would I would start there. It was tough, you know, catch a fish on a drop shot, Dude, one fish yeah. here and there. <laughs> um, I would see these guys catching fish, couldn't really figure it out. And that was really the fun part for me, for, for me though, was just figuring it all out. You yeah. know? And using these baits I've never used before, Yeah, which lo and behold, I started crossing over into salt water in the same fashion. But yeah, um, yeah it was fun just figuring it all out. Really? Definitely. So uh, as you got older, you you got way more serious into the fishing uh, yeah. career. So, yeah. I, Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, while I was going to school, I've been fortunate. I was, at the time, uh, my degree was in e-commerce. So that was kind of, you know, early on, the internet thing was just starting to happen with all that. So I went to school for that. Um, I was just working. I was working at the fishing counter, actually, at Sports Chalet. I would, I, I snowboarded quite a bit. So I, lo- I like working there because that free passes for the mountains. So I work <laughs> ski, snow rental and, you know, all that sort of thing. And then I work the camping fishing department, sport yeah. line or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I went to school for e-commerce. I, as I was finishing school, I got an opportunity to work at sportsrelay.com when they first launched their site. So, so was, like their, uh, their actual main, uh, Corporate division. Yeah, which wow. is kind of funny. I went from just some like retail kid making minimum wage, and then I ended up in their corporate office. That's amazing, you know? man. It was fun, man. I, yeah. I probably was getting paid way less than I probably deserved, but I learned a heck of a lot, you know? Yeah. Having to lock in yacht every day, that was brutal, but it was worth every, every, you know, every second of it. Yeah. Um, and eventually led to where I'm at today. I now work at AFCO. Um, first started working on the e-commerce marketing team, and then now I manage our marketing efforts. Uh, That's so amazing, it's, it's dude. Cool, Congrats. Thanks. Yeah. It's really cool. And then, uh, so now with AFCO, you do some traveling too. And Yeah, and I'm fishing. very fortunate, you know, for work. I'll get to go to ICAST every year. So I've been going to ICAST every year since like past five years. Uh-huh. Um, we just launched Freshwater Bass last January. So that's probably been the funnest project for me because that's just what I'm into. You know, I, I, I respect and appreciate the big game and the tuna and the marlin. But once you launch bass and being able to spend some time to build that program, spend some time with the elite guys and do that sort of thing, it's been a lot of fun. So, so they launched uh, freshwater bass like a 
We, How does that work? Like, uh, what you know, you AFCO, do? we've been around from 58. It's strictly just saltwater. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our gear is mainly geared towards the offshore guys. Mm-hmm. And then we've been wanting to get into the freshwater market for a number of years. We just wanted to take our time, get it right. Uh-huh. Uh, last year, we launched, uh, build up our team, have the right product. Um, so we got some real hammers on the team. You know, we got like Jason Christie, Scott Martin, wow. um, some really serious guys. Yeah, that's serious. Um, and we won at ICAST New Product Showcase this year. We uh, worked with those guys to build an outerwear suit that would work, you know, all over the country, cold weather. And we won ICAST New Product Showcase for the Hydronaut suit. Congrats. Um, we, I saw on that on your it's, Instagram, it's, man. Yeah. I mean, when people ask me, just kind of, that's probably the coolest thing I've ever been a part of. Um, that's, is that's being able to cool, go up and accept those awards. Yeah. Really cool. I'm sure your dad's so stoked on you, man. You know, it's funny. like, you know, like just having a kid, like your dad's such a big part of the sport of yeah. course you know you and uh to have a kid and be like my kid i played drums i'm a shitty drummer but my kids are really good at drums yeah so watching my son he plays drum line they do uh they won first last night they won first and right. i'm like watching him do that is like man and i'm sure your dad feels the same way about you no it's cool and i mean we i kind of joke about it i even tell my boss he's like hey bill when i was like 1988 89 i was going to those parking lot sales every year with my dad. <laughs> there's photos of me and my dad like in cabo i was like 10 and that's he has awesome, me like matching dude. like afco mo1 shorts oh, and like that's cool shirt. man yeah uh, it's just funny because so, like because back in the day afco was the deal in the 90s you know they had benny yeah. seacrest greg yeah. stotesbury and those were the kayako pioneers yeah. I've been lucky to spend time with those guys and other people and learn from them too and just kind of take in whatever I can. So that's amazing. Uh, it's cool, man. Dude. I bet, man. And you have two little kids. I got right? two little kids now. Yeah. Wow. I got Jack, who's five, and Diego, he's uh, five, six months. Has your five year old caught a fish yet? He has. Yeah. Were you there when he caught the first fish? I, I was, yeah. What did uh, he catch? You know, actually, yeah. Was it two years ago on my dad's boat? It was really? uh, 4th of July. We just, we just go out, watch fireworks at yeah. Alameda's. We were parked up amongst the other 400 so yahoos. <laughs> and, of course, we have you know rods on the car, yeah. rods on the boat. Yeah. And he hooked up like a little pancake halibut, you know? Was, was he like, stoked oh, or he's, what? He didn't know. No, he's, he's, he was pumped. <laughs> and then shortly after, we had an AFCO family trip uh, out of Dana and caught a whole bunch of calicos. And, you know, oh, yeah. So being able to do that. Super fun. cool. Caught his body. He's, caught, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's had a little bit of taste of it. Yeah. And you like to fish uh do you fish as much as you can? Like? I try to. I mean, it's kind of funny. Every lunch break I can, if I can, I go out and I'll fish Centennial or I'll go fish any of the little pond in Orange County or in and around work. Yeah. So. You guys are based out of Santa Ana? Based out of Santa Ana, All right, yeah. Cool. So and how like, long have you been on AFCO? I'm sorry. Um, going on six years this wow. February. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool to see that you got to kind of do what you wanted to do, you know, like you aimed it where you want to do with the schooling kind of you know? Yeah. I've been very fortunate to go to school, do something that I, you know, that I had my major in and then kind of mm-hmm. take it and work it into something else I love is, you know, yeah, I'm very fortunate. Did you, and you used to fish uh tournaments, SWB? Yeah. Too? Um, we used to fish SWB pretty heavy. Um, uh, me and my old partner, Randy, uh, we were talking about side before we came in here, but it was like 2007, 2008. Uh-huh. We first started fishing them. Um, I linked up with Randy through, and before everything else, we used to rollerblade like '90s, like dude, <laughs> yeah. like like Randy was like full on professional rollerblader. <laughs> I I skated pretty seriously with some other kids from Carson, so we would like roll out to like different spots in the OC. And yeah. you know, Randy, we kind of had mutual friends, 
And then he found out that, that I like to fish and he was like, Hey dude, you want to go fish? Like That's I heard cool, you fish. man. So we linked up. Um, and he had known Justin Reynolds from back in the day growing up. Randy was the only rollerblader that was allowed to chill with the skateboarders. So, like, that's how he knows Reynolds. You know what? I asked him to be on the podcast, but he's really busy right now. He said he'd come on later. Yeah. But uh, we used to own a skate shop, and I knew Justin from uh, when he was a skater. Okay, yeah. And uh, Chris told me that, Lillis. And I'm like, Justin Reynolds sounds familiar. So I looked it up. I'm like, I see. I remember Justin. You know, yeah. Like, super cool, man. Yeah, so that was 2008. I was going to school at the time, and then we started just – Fishing golf courses, you know, fishing anywhere we jumping can. Jumping fences yeah. and yeah. getting in where you can. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what you got to do, man. California, <laughs> I'm not going to go to DVL and, you know, fish five pound. I'm going to go to the the golf course, fish yeah. frogs, fish exactly. all the stuff, power fish. Oh, man. So, yeah, yeah we, uh, we, yeah, first year we fished at tournaments, we went again to it. He bought like a little 17 foot river center console boat that we absolutely drove to the ground. But wow. it got us out there, and we were able to fish and you know fish with those guys and learn a lot. So yeah, it was fun. Um, we we started then, and then I think until for the next I don't know four or five years, that's all we were doing in fishing tournaments. Um, that got you like really serious into it when you started fishing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we go for fun. We always kept it pretty serious. And back then, like you know, there wasn't really Instagram or Facebook. There was like Friendster in MySpace or anything like that, but we would still film and take yeah. just kind of from the action sports background of like, if you wanted to promote yourself, you had to go out and do something. So exactly. we got a good fish. We, you know, take a nice picture or film it in our little handheld Olympus and make a little crummy <laughs> edit out of it. You know, um, we made it happen. What's your PB uh, Calico? PB Calico is let's see Palos Verdes. It was like nine, I don't know, somewhere between it was on the Boga, Nine and a quarter, nine and a half. Wow. I just call it nine and a quarter. Um, yeah. What's your PB shore calico? Shore calico, it's not that big. Maybe somewhere around five pounds. That's nice. That's yeah, that was that was my my thing recently. Is off the shore. Oh, really? Um, is that you're talking about right off the shore, just for right off the bank? Yeah. This past year or so. Because um, I seen I seen you fishing the rocks. And yep. I'm like, oh, what did you get? You know? Yeah. So like this past year, you know, I've always fished those Palos Verdes trails. Palos Verdes, that's what I consider my yeah. backyard, uh-huh. being from the South Bay. And I used to f- I used to work sports relay in Torrance, and I used to go fish there either before or after work. And I just you know now with the kids and things, there's time. I don't have I can't devote a whole day to go <laughs> out. So okay, I got a window in the morning. Yeah. yeah. What are the ties like? go to my little trails that I know from back in the day and yeah. just, which happened to be some of my favorite places to fish off a boat and you yeah. know, just put some time in and, you know, make it happen. But would you catch it off of, uh, God, I think it was on a weedless really, um, which is scary, which I've learned. Um, I like fishing shallow, but I've learned fishing off the bank fish are shallower than you think. I've caught mm-hmm. fish like almost at my feet and I'm just almost scares you. Um, that's crazy, right? It's crazy. It's fun though. I've got, um, uh, leopard sharks like really close where you're like damn yeah <laughs> like, like my wife has a whole new understanding about uh shore fishing from yeah. the beach because we'll, we'll go and she'll be like i'm not going out that far nick's caught halibut you know 30 inches or 28 inches at his feet yeah it's crazy dude to know how close a uh, big fish will be in it's fun yeah yeah I, mean, I took one of my old friends from back in the day uh brian and he'd been wanting to go first time he went down with me and he caught like a six or seven. I don't even know. We didn't even weigh it, but you know, on a hard bait, lucky yeah. craft one ten. his like yeah. halibut bait, dude, everybody know, that's shovel what... hooks are twisted in knots. <laughs> like, dude, you're lucky you even landed that thing. I'm push like 20 pound. Yeah. I'm helping him like throw that thing over. I'm like, 
dude, you should not have caught that fish. Like, because thing with on shore, you, you know, typically want to bring the fish out of the rocks. You're bringing them into the rocks. Yeah, so it's like everything's against you. So I feel like those fish you catch in there, you really earn them. Let alone you walked your ass down even there and the, all that. Even yeah. the beach, like I we we fished like for a year. Me and my friend Roger, and uh, he caught his first halibut. We both were fishing halibut one tens. Uh, he he hooks it, brings it up to the shore. Right when it comes up, it comes off the hook. Yeah. I soccer kicked that motherfucker <laughs> off of the beach as hard as I could, dude. Because I'm like, no, we've been working way too fucking hard. Yeah, you earned those been things. Li- huh? Yeah, serious, dude. That's super cool. So on uh, largemouth, what's your PB largemouth? Oh, God. PB uh, Lopez Lake, I don't even know. I, I think we can wait it. Maybe somewhere around seven or eight. That's good. Um, cranking. Yeah. Uh, Crankbait? Yeah. Oh, Wow. Fat free shed, yeah. My dad, my dad used to live up in Rio Grande for a short period of time, so we'd go up every year, fish Lopez, fish Margarita. And Did you say what's up to Chuck Liddell? Chuck, <laughs> Chuck up there. I have a buddy from Rio Grande, oh, okay. and I went there for a wedding, and his gym's right there. Got it. Uh, he grew up there. Got it. But uh, yeah, that's a it's a perch up there is awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. Those red, those red tails is that where yeah. they're up that north? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I had luck. That's a really nice area, though. It's a fun, it's beautiful. Yeah. I really miss that. We used to go up every year, and I'd spend like a week around, dude. You know, Fourth of July, and just you know, everything slows down. And the what lakes were you fishing up there? Um, Margarita and Lopez, Mar- primarily. Yeah, dude, you know, nice. and they have those big, fat, aggressive northerns and yeah. some of the smallies and stuff. So yeah, much fun. that's awesome, dude. So let's talk more about um, <clears throat> gear. Yeah. So say you're going to go out a uh, calico fishing on a boat. What's something you would take with you, like uh, line-wise, uh, reel, and rod-wise? Yeah. Like um, I try not to bring more than four rods if I can. Wow. Um, being that I'm typically not on my own boat, so not of the, you know, <laughs> you don't pleasure be a jerk of taking 12. <laughs> um, so I try to condense it down. You know? I'll have like an eight-foot heavy, uh, eight-foot heavy with like a traditional one-and-a-half-ounce you know, war with a six, seven inch swim bait. Yeah. I have my seven, nine with medium heavy with the weedless, a jerk bait rod of some sort, whether I'm fishing anywhere from like a little 128 or 130 up to like a 170 or 190. Yeah. Um, and it kind of depends where I'm at too. If it's night fishing or daytime or whatever, but I, I, I don't really get too crazy. I keep it pretty standard. Um, Oh, I'll boost up. All Abu, yeah. So I've been fortunate to work with Abu Garcia Pure Fishing since 2011. Um, so I've been, yeah, it's been a number of years just working with them. And yeah, I you love know. Abu gear, man. That's that's what I'm about. Yeah, so. it's it's you know, and I was telling him before this too of just how niche our fishery really is, and I really appreciate that they care. You know, they take my feedback, and that's great. So I, I that 40, that's what I was talking about. It's like. I'm like, man, if I didn't buy all these reels right now, <laughs> you know, like that'll yeah. be my next reel of 40s. Like perfect. Dude. Like that Beast 40, it was like two years ago, it was iCast, and I met with, um, that's one thing with being fortunate to travel is, yeah. you know, I meet with those guys every year and give them kind of the lowdown of what I'm thinking or any other feedback I yeah. have. And Andrew, Andrew Wheeler at Abu, he's like, you know, that's when they just launched the, uh, fan, or no, the, uh, Beast, the new Beast, the, uh, the, Toro Beast, the 50. And I was like, you know, the Beast is great, but I need something a little bit smaller that's in between the 30 and the 50. Dude. And I was like, oh, we got the we got the 40 coming in like a year or two. And Dude. I was like, cool. It's like, once we do, I'll make sure I get, get you one and yeah. field test it. So I was fortunate to field test it this past year. I was taking it down to the beach and down the, the bank and yeah. beating the crap out of it. And, yeah. You know, let them know that 
you know, things I like, things I didn't like. And that translated into where it is today. So what gear ratio are you using right there? That one right there is the five, eight to one. I got that one early. Is that available? Okay. Um, the one I would probably fish would be the seven, three to one. I believe is where it's at. All right. I like it a little faster. And um, we'll, I want to get a little video. We'll post it up cool. on your episode of, uh, your gear you bring today, you bring some really cool rods and reels. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've been very fortunate with those guys. And, um, yeah, that's one thing I'm, I tell guys is if you buy one of those reels, I'm, I'm very proud to say that I've had my two cents at least to that's cool, plug man. in where I yeah. can, you know, so things were, you know, just the way it palms, the way the handle, the knobs are, yeah. all those little things, just how much line pass I need if I'm fishing 65 or 80 or yeah. all those little details and they listen, you know, um, yeah. it's kind of cool to work with them. So definitely shout out to Jimmy Decker. He got me on that program. Yeah. 2011 or so. And me and Randy, uh, did pretty good that year and he got us on the program. So I've been fortunate nice. working them ever yeah, since. Yeah, definitely. So. Great fisherman. Um, so do you have any good uh, rookie mistakes? Like rookie a, mistakes? Like a, a lot. <laughs> so, okay, let's, let's start. Let's hear your best one. So especially since they're talking about <laughs> tournaments, and I think it's really interesting. When me and Randy first got started, mm-hmm. you know, we like fishing, but we had no clue about boats. You know, we were just two skater kids that wanted to get into the game. Yeah. You know, we bought like a 17 foot river boat, um, that we beat the crap, took it at Clementi and took it at cat really shouldn't have been what size engine engine. had like a one. God, what is it? Oh, so you guys had a decent engine. You yeah, guys decent engine. Right. I think it was probably overpowered for what it was. Especially <laughs> the way we wrote it. Um, some of our best days were like, you know, I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Like, uh, I go by Bino. That's like my nickname since like middle school. He's <laughs> okay. like, Bino. We pulled to Clemente. He's like, dude, I didn't put oil in the boat. So we're stuck on the west end of Clemente. Uh, Had a call. Always give vessel assist. Here's, <laughs> pro tip. Pro tip. Yeah. You don't have vessel assist? Get vessel assist or tow boat US. Whatever that, whoever it is nowadays, just get it. How far out? Did they covered you out there? We're at the west end of Clemente. Uh, you know? so, so there, is there one in... in uh, there's one in Avalon. Okay, so we hail go, those yeah. guys, but it's like a four hour wait. But we had probably like the best four hour wide open surface iron bite, uh, you know, man. that I could ever remember. But yeah. it was due in part because we didn't put oil in the boat. Um, <laughs> which by the time we got oil, uh, good to go back home, it was done for the day, but we had a killer day. Yeah. Um, one other rookie mistake we were at, uh, literally, we drove that boat so hard it was falling apart. Like the gas tank was coming through the bottom of the hole. Damn. We. We did some fiberglass. We did some fiberglass work <laughs> um, to go up to a fish a estimated tournament in Santa Barbara. Yeah, um, we get out there the day before. Uh, we get there early just to kind of. We didn't really fish up there before, so we just want to scope it out. We fish once or twice. Yeah, we go out there. Our fix is not 
did not fix anything. We're literally just <laughs> taking on water, water all the way halfway up the gunwale. Oh my gosh. Shoot up into the harbor. Thank God that's a small harbor. Put it back on the trailer, let all the water dump out. We're like, dude, what do we do? We drove all the way up here. If it's a tournament tomorrow, should we just go home? We're like, let's go to Home Depot and figure some fiberglass work out <laughs> real quick. Which we're, we, we go to Home Depot. We uh, get all the stuff we need to put in our fix. We go in the back Home Depot because you just probably shouldn't be doing fiberglass work anywhere on a public street or parking lot. <laughs> yeah. But we find a way to do it. Put in our little Band-Aid and then we're like, all right, hopefully this holds. We'll at least try to fish tomorrow and not fish too far. So we had one of those little... Um, the little maps you get at like Turner's, you know, yeah. spots of Southern California. And then oh look at this spot, Mohawk reef. That sounds cool. That's like a mile away. Mm-hmm. We go fish, put slowly up to that little zone just cause it sounded cool. And then I think we're going to be in like third or something that tournament. No way. So let alone we survive, we're able to fish and did put some fish in the boat. <laughs> we were pretty pumped. That's probably like, honestly, one of my, you know, best memories of tournament fishing. Damn. Um, aside from like our big bag, but, that was, yeah, it was total knucklehead maneuver. But we What's your biggest work. bag you guys had? Our biggest bag was 35.68, which wow. is, I think, still the SWA record. No um, way. Yeah, that was, that was an insane night. Uh, we were fishing night, was it a Long Beach Harbor tournament? It was out of Long Beach. It was the night tournament they used to do. Okay. Um, back then, I think you could go anywhere. So we were, you know, it's kind of funny. We were on some fish at the wall. This is 2011, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um the wall was just biting. There was when there was all this kelp that grown in. A lot of guys weren't happy about it, but we figured out this parallel cast way out, let it sink out. We we're fishing big. Um, that's when Big Hammer just came out with the sledgehammer. So wow. before then, it was like four or five, you know, five inch, six inch yeah. bait was biggest, and this is like yeah. seven inch bait, seven wow. or nine. I don't even know. Um, but we were just wrecking fish on that thing on the wall. Um, but that bite has slowed down just before then. Um, Larry, uh, Posad, which I think, uh, one of the boys brought up in the other episode, um, we pre-fished with Larry, but uh-huh. you know, there was a spotted Santa Monica that we, we knew about like, Hey dude, the wall's kind of biting, but it's kind of not. And I know everybody else going to fish there. Well, <laughs> let's just go check out Santa Monica, scope it out, see what it looks like. And this was like the Wednesday or Thursday for the tournament. We went out there me, Randy and Larry first cast. Randy got like an eight or a nine Larry got like Damn. another eight or a eight something. We didn't even weigh him. Big. And we're like, dude, okay. <laughs> we're, we're coming, coming back. Yeah. We're pretty convinced that like something special is going on. Yeah. Here. So let's just, you know, we basically called it a night. No, we didn't call it a night. We fished, went up to Palos Verde, scoped that out at night, checked out uh, King Harbor and knocked off all these little spots that I knew were in and around there just to make sure. Hey, like, if we had a backup No line. kid day. No kid days. No. <laughs> I said, get old. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> Which back then, I don't even know how I was able to do all that, making the money I was making and everything, but yeah. I found a way. Um, <laughs> but that was fun. So, yeah, we put that together. Thank God, that tournament. We pull up, same spot. Um, us and Larry, we basically went to the same exact spot we pre-fished. And then our troll motor wasn't working. So Randy's up, up on the bow trying to put together. And I think as he's fixing that, he hooked like an eight or something. He came to, I don't Damn. know. It was, it was silly. Like first cast was eight. Like, okay, dude, it's on. Um, and we fished maybe like a little 50 yard stretch and that's where all the fish were. And we had 35, six, eight of calico bass. Damn. Um, at night it was, I mean, when you're throwing you won that, that tournament, right? we won that tournament. Yeah. <laughs> and for us it was, it was cool. Cause like, uh, like Eric and, uh, Eric Johnson and 
Land is fine. Evan was on some fish. They're all sand bass. So just to beat those guys out for once with yeah. straight, I mean, your odds are against you when those guys are dialed, but to be able to put something special together and catch fish like that and beat the all-time record and all that, That's it was super cool, a cool man. deal. We released the fish back to um, our favorite little jetty too, so it's kind of <laughs> cool. What's your uh, biggest spotty? Biggest spotty? Oh, geez. It's got to be... Over three and a half. Wow. Well, you know, honestly, some of these fish I never, I didn't weigh. Just kind of go off size. Or yeah. Next year I mean, when you catch enough of them, you know, okay, this is yeah. like a three and this is like a, a grande three. So, yeah. I mean, my, one of my biggest fish actually was out of um, uh, King Harbor. Damn. Fishing off the bank after work, you know, on like a, I really shouldn't have caught the fish either. Um, <laughs> six, six, <laughs> like 12 pound or something. This is way yeah. back in the day too. Um, but the biggest fish that I weighed was a little over three and a half. And that was inside Long Beach or inside uh, LA Harbor. Damn. Uh, once they kind of open up that little zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've only been to King Harbor for a, a wedding. <laughs> and I'm like, what, where the hell are we at? And I'm yeah. looking and I'm like, damn, I want to try to fish here. It's my backyard. Yeah. So yeah, like, I spent a lot cool. of time just picking apart that place yeah, here or there quietly. Sure. <laughs> that's fucking awesome, dude. So, uh, <clears throat> we went over gear. We went over all your, uh, PBs. Yeah. Um, let's go over some baits that you really like to use. Okay. Yeah. Um, um let's go over, uh, like a calico bait. I'd like to go over like a, uh, a freshwater bait too, because you know, just because you do both and you're yeah. really good at both, I'd like to hear your take on that. Uh, I'll say for calico let's, baits. Let's, let's talk about when the bite's really hard. When the bite's really hard? Yeah. Say for calicos? Calico and for uh, freshwater. Um, you know what? When my buddy Robert Lagrimus was pouring baits for Island Swim Baits, mm-hmm. I swear I caught my PB sand bass, my PB calico, all in his bait. And there's What kind of bait was it? Um, I've caught them all in this. It's called an already dead. It's a weedless bait. Um, he, it's Robert's a fishy dude, Islander guy. If you knew him and I would like do whatever you pour to send me and I'll fish. They it look like I trust. different than a regular. I won't say it's different, but just the action on it. It just, it just gets bit, yeah. you know, it's yeah. one of those things. And Robert goes out of his way of like, Hey bro, smell it. And it kind of has this like, <laughs> great, like great Fanta smell. I'm like, dude, what are you even doing? Like, um, but they just Let's get bit. That. And he's one of those guys that like, I trust and I, and I, you know, and I put the time in his baits and they just worked. And Damn. from his proto baits, he first started fishing. I had caught like one of the biggest sand bass I ever caught at the time was Damn. on his bait. And then once I got some of his more production run cleaner molds, I caught a, you know, that's what I caught my PB uh, calico on. Yeah. I've caught like a 10 plus sand bass on the same bait, but on a jig head. Damn. There's just something special of like, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I love fishing my big 190 jerk baits. I love fishing surface iron, but just Robert's baits. If you have those, I have like a handful. He doesn't make them anymore. Though. He just makes them for himself and for friends. Nothing, you know, for him, it was fun, but he's really good at it. Um, so if you had to go to like a production bait, production. what would you do? You know, like something like, uh, a random guy yeah. could go by and be like, man, I'm having a shit. Yeah, because you just can't get, go to the store and pick up a Robert Lickin. <laughs> oh, I'm face. sure you um, can. Yeah. You know? I'll make it tough, too. So, okay. So, I'm a big geek aside from fishing geek. I'm mm-hmm. a big... I'm in a lot of the old baits. So, this was a production bait. Uh-huh. If you could find them, too. 
So I'll make it hard for guys. If you're going to go out and buy some baits. If they're listening, you're getting a little tip. But, so. you know, if you ever see this on eBay or in some old tackle shop that I always ask, I go to all the little shops in and around the area, uh-huh. and they typically have a Plano box with stuff that might have been there since, like, the 90s. Yeah. I'll usually buy everything. But um, if you come across a Mondo swim bait from those guys, or if you come across a King Cocohoe, uh, from H and H Lure Company on uh-huh. eBay, that's a really good bait that um, gets bit if, for calico. For calico, okay. Which the which if to modern day times the Vejas Vejo from MC, yeah, that was basically modeled off for that okay. bait. So it doesn't have a lot of body roll, just a lot of subtle kick. Yeah. Um, but for the guy who's going to go in and buy a bait today, buy a pearl, buy one of uh, Mike and Chris's like seven inch seas candy. Yeah. You know, any of the pearl baits, they got a really good thumping. Get bit. I've fished those two. I yeah. fish everything though. You know, I'm not opposed to one brand or the yeah. other. So I fish That's Corey's cool. baits. I fish his swimmer. I fish Mike's stuff from pearl. You yeah. know, I fish old fish traps. If you look at my box, it's kind of a trip. I have stuff from like eighties, nineties to like <laughs> that. I keep those just in case I, you know, need a special. You never or know. Yeah, you never definitely. know. And there's times when for whatever reason, those baits just produce. So, yeah. What about freshwater? Freshwater? Oh, God. So, I mean, I fish a lot of tough lakes traditionally, I guess you would say. So, I fish a lot of urban park lakes. Are you going more so, finesse when you're doing... Not really. No? I'm pretty stubborn. Really? So, I'll, I'm a pretty much a power fisherman. <laughs> so, I'll fish a Londra. I don't fish a lot, but when I can, I'll fish a Londra. Uh, fish Centennial. Um, Carl Thornton was another lake I was fishing for the kids in the OC. They want to check some spots out. <laughs> and honestly, like for me, I fish what's convenient. So like a laundry's down the street from my house. So I'll yeah. fish there. And I know there's fish there. And at work, I know, I know. First day I started at AFCO, I was on Google Maps seeing what's around me. You know? <laughs> like literally my first week, I yeah. found Thornton. And I caught my biggest fish I ever caught there. It was like a four or five pound fish. And wow, I haven't caught one man. that big since. But yeah. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stubborn. So I like fishing topwater. Um, whether it's a buzz bait, whether it's any time of the day or yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I usually, you know, I usually like seeing what other guys are fishing and I'll fish the polar opposite. If they say the beginning (laughs) on them, great. You catch those fish. I'll try to catch them on whatever I want to do. So I fish, I've power fish. I fish a lot of spinner baits, a lot of buzz baits, but when things are really tough, I'll slow down for finesse for me would be like a Ika black and blue Ika, you know, someone like that on like and I'm pretty stubborn. I'll fish on like straight 50 pound braid and just wow. jack them, you know, like straight, what, huh? you know, and Hey, just like dad. I, yeah. I'm stubborn. <laughs> That's the thing. It's just, you know, hey, cause we same. were talking about that with Eric and I'm like, yeah, I use a leader and his dad, Jerry was saying same thing. And, and then Eric goes, yeah, but there's guys like Benny. He's like straight braid and he'll I'll never, catch fish. I'll never forget from, um, <laughs> from Matt Cobbs F. I think it was Matt, Matt Cobbs F. And Scott Pethtel when uh-huh. they were fishing together, I went to it was like a seminar or something, and they they, they said we fish for the dumb ones, you know. That's kind of, and I've always <laughs> kept that concept in the back of my mind of if I'm gonna catch a fish, I'm gonna catch them the way I want to, you know, the way I'm I have confidence to catch them, yeah, and just try to make it happen. So. Yeah, definitely. Once you force feed them to eat it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm not one to break out a drop shot rod or anything like that. And I, I usually have a small amount of time, so I'll just power fish the zone if I know they're there. Or, um, just trying to hopefully that's you know, cool. Missing a bite. So. Hey, do you change your uh, your pattern if you're on a boat? I do. You know, if I'm fishing, and that's the thing. If I'm on a bank, I pr- really only fish in that like 
that first cut edge up to like inches of water. So that's kind of why I'll fish top water, those sorts of things or spinnerbait shallow or something. But if I'm found in a boat, you know, and I'm able to fish a little outside, I like deep cranking. Um, so DD 22, that yeah. sort of thing is a lot of fun. Um, or like swim jigs and stuff. Yeah. And that's one thing I've been, I've been fortunate with travel, you know, fishing with some of the elite guys and, um, you know, been, been able to fish different places in the U S of just seeing how guys approach things and taking a little bit of here, a little bit of there and yeah. seeing where that could apply, you know? So, and you see what people on the East coast would use compared to the West coast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's very bass fishery is like completely different. Is it? It's it's yeah. It's traditionally more power fishing. So over in the east coast, in the east coast depends where you are. Yeah. If you're at Okeechobee or somewhere, and uh-huh. what you're doing is heavy flipping. So you're straight 65, <laughs> 80 pound braid, no leader, ounce and a half. No, you, those guys don't tie a leader. They're wow. just punching grass and yeah. jacking fish. You know, five zero. It's fun though. That's that's my style. Like, yeah, I that's this. fun. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna sixty feet of water wiggling my worm. It's just you know, it doesn't really get me excited, unfortunately. <laughs> But doing that type of stuff, and, and like we were fishing um, eelgrass in the Mississippi River, and I mean, I was fishing my spotty gear. I was fishing like a three eighths war baits head and mm-hmm. bluegill pattern with a paddle tail and catch a fish. Like, it's rad, dude. It's just dude. like back at home, you know. And yeah. it's it's a river system, so it's heavy current. So it's just stuff I'm accustomed to, whereas Mission Bay yeah. or something like that. So yeah, and that's the cool thing is being able to apply things, whether it's from our fishery or others, and mix and match them wherever they could work is Super really cool. cool. Especially having something like Southern California where you only have spotties yeah. or calico, you know, like. You know, what's funny, too, is that most people don't even know these fish exist outside of where we're really? at. I'll go back east and, you know, some of those guys allowed me on Facebook or Instagram like, hey, Matt, what's that fish you're holding? I'm like, oh, man, like it's a calico bass. <laughs> I got to break it down. So this is just like a largemouth. We fish them in kelp, which is just like fishing pads. You know, pads yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we're swimming a swim bait on like, you know, oh, okay. That's, that's cool. crazy, like, man. You know, yeah. and, and being able to take some of those guys and introduce them to it. And like, you know, like we pull up to the wall, you know, and, uh, <laughs> or with the Jared Littner, he's like, so what do you guys want to fish? I'm like, probably like a deep dive and crankbait. He's like, really? Crankbait? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, it's just it's deep cranking. Like, and then he started catching. I'm like, I could, I could do this. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's fun. That's super fun, man. It's cool to show other people like kind of to be a representative of uh, West Coast, you know? And that's what, you know. And honestly, Southern California more than just West Coast, you and know, I, like. I always, wherever I go, is try to represent what we do and how we do it in a good way. And most people don't really know it exists. So Yeah. And if they ever come about, it's some of those guys, they add it to their checklist of a fish they want to catch, especially if they're bass fishermen. Oh, see yeah, that. definitely. You know, my dad with his business, he's had a lot of guys, they hear about the fish, seen them, and then. You know, a guy from Iowa, a guy from wherever will yeah. book him. And I happen to be in L.A. for like a week and get out and go fish. And he's put some of these guys on nice fish. And, you know, it's like going out. For me, it's I want to go catch a peacock bass or those types of things. It becomes a destination <laughs> fishery. Yeah. So Have you done a, that? I have not. No. <laughs> I I need to. Yeah. I haven't yeah. been able to go to the South Florida. I've mostly been in northern and in, uh, in Panhandle, Central Florida. But yeah. definitely want to do that. So, wow. Or let alone go in the Amazon and, you know, do that whole deal. Oh, so, God. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I think we've had a pretty good podcast. You've gave us a lot of great information. We appreciate you coming on. No problem. Thanks. And if I really dig the whole platform, what you guys are doing and, you know, something our sport kind of needs just, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting cats behind the scenes to be able to, <laughs> to bring them forward and kind of, you know, learn. About yeah. And then I just cool. want to let everyone know, like, if you look at your Instagram page, you're just a regular dude, you know, like anyone else. Yeah. You know, so I just, it, yeah. You know, like it'd be, uh, 
We're just dads, right? Yeah, that's all. I mean, like full time dad. You know, we're happy dads to work like in the fish, fish industry. Yeah, and like exactly. Fishing. So we really appreciate you taking the time out, though, to come on our podcast. No problem. Thank you. And guys. help promote. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, stay tuned for next week. Bye.